0: Welcome to the Confident Content Creators Podcast, where we'll talk about how to live unapologetically and show up as your most authentic self online. Hey, it's Lindsay, Confident Content Coach, Boy Mom, and Corporate 9 to fiver. i am an extroverted introvert who loves to talk about all things social media and how to create confident content that converts your followers into your ideal client. On this podcast, we're going to get clarity around your content strategy and hear real life stories from boss babes just like you who are showing up confidently online. I know how hectic and busy entrepreneurial life can be, so let's dive right in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Confident Content Creators. Today, I have with me Brittany from the Winfield Creative. Brittany is a proud Vermonter and social media mentor for women-owned businesses. Her and I have kindred spirits here. <laughs> and teaching them how to use... They're teaching them using her curriculum, Zero to Hero, The Womanpreneur's Guide to Instagram. She coaches women on how to effectively grow and leverage their platforms as a means of connection and creation using high-level marketing strategies. Bernie, this is like right up my alley. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is such a good person for me to connect with on the podcast because I'm sure we have a lot of like similar but also different ideas when it comes to space.
1: And so you specialize specifically in Instagram, it sounds like, Correct. I do. I use the term high-level marketing strategies because they are, of course, applicable to other platforms, and not everybody's target audience will be on Instagram. But for my target audience, which is women-owned small businesses, they are very much active on Instagram itself.
0: Yeah, and I can tell you from both personal and professional experience, Instagram is like gold. But still, to this day, which is so crazy because it's been around for so long and it's changed and evolved so much, which we'll get into all of that because you've got two social media coaches here who are going to geek out on Instagram and all that (laughs) Instagram has to offer. But like Brittany said, what we're going to talk about and what she specializes in is strategies that you can use across all platforms. So don't feel like you're being left out if you're not on Instagram or you're not utilizing Instagram. Still going to be a awesome conversation. Brittany, tell us, how did you get started doing social media coaching and how did you get where you are
1: today? Yeah, so I guess going back, I've always been the, like young techie girl. Every job role I've held, haven't always formally been on marketing teams, but have always been brought into a marketing position, whether that be helping folks with hiring marketing and creating a narrative that really sells the position or just then migrating into marketing positions. I did development fundraising for a while and that was very pivotal, especially as COVID hit and social media marketing specifically for nonprofit fundraising became a key element in that field and that sector that I worked in. And ever since then, I decided to take a leap of faith and start my own business and be able to create that impact and help other women-owned businesses. So that's where it all started. It, It started with that want to help even more people within the community and then utilizing my skills and developing that curriculum in a way that is easily digestible for people that come from a marketing background. The beauty part about small business owners is they are very passionate about what they do. That's the whole reason why they themselves took that leap of faith. And it's our jobs as the social media coaches to then help them be able to promote themselves and create that narrative. And that's what I love to do and why I do it full time now. Mm.
0: That's so awesome. So you come from a corporate background is what it sounds like?
1: I come from non nonprofit mental health background, so okay, gotcha. new very hard mm-hmm. elements in the job fields put together uh so yeah, I did a lot of development fundraising for mental health work for children all the way to seniors and elders. but
0: good, solid work too that is so important and definitely needed in this world, so it's really awesome that you have that background, so you got into social media coaching was it like you just fell into it or did you did you start out with other types of coaching first or were you like, I know I want to coach on social media?
1: So I actually started as a digital marketing agency. So I did the actual social media management. I did the content creation for other people. I did email marketing and website design under the table for 10 years. I've been doing web design. It's actually how I paid my way through school. But I realized that there was a need. There were more clients, potential clients asking for social media management And that offhand of, hey, I don't want to do this. Hey, I need more time in my schedule. But as a social media manager, you can realistically only take on a handful of accounts at one time before you are overloaded or to do the job 110%. Um, or you yourself are burnt out. So I really took a step back this past year and said, how can I do this in a way that I can teach people how to use social media effectively? How can I take what's going on in my brain and be able to educate and share that knowledge with other people? And on a personal note, it's also my dream to one day be a professor in a marketing department, preferably at Champlain College, where I got my MBA. And I want to teach undergrads how to use social media marketing to promote themselves in whatever fashion that would help them. And being that I was a media studies major, the effect on society is something of very passionate of mine. So when I teach women how to use social media, I teach them how to use it effectively. If you're only spending 30 minutes on social media, I will teach you how to maximize all 30 of those minutes. So that way you're not spending more than that time. And you're able to get back to what you're actually passionate about while promoting yourself effectively.
0: Oh, yeah. And I definitely want to get into that a little bit more of like how to effectively use social media, your time on social media, because I feel like there's so many women out there who are still working a nine to five or they just started their business or maybe they're moms and they're really busy and utilizing our time is so important. But one thing that I wanted to touch on a little bit just to educate the audience here is. Let's talk about the difference between a VA, an OBM, a social media manager and a social media coach, because Mm -hmm. as a social media coach, I get people asking me all the time to do management for them. And I'm like, that's not what I do. In your your own opinion, what would you say the difference is between a social media manager and a social media coach?
1: So a manager is, depending on what the manager does, so I made it a point to reach out to all the managers in the state and kind of get feedback. And say, hey, what is it that you do? When I was also social media managing and saying, where, what are your industries? What are you actually helping folks with? Is it you're going out to them and taking content for them? Are you designing the graphics? Are you collecting the assets and then just posting on their behalf? On their behalf and just captioning and hashtagging. Because it looks so different based on the needs of the business and where they're at with their skill level and their time dedication to their social media marketing plan. So to me, a social media manager is somebody that offloads that work for the person, whether it be in the planning, the designing, the captioning, the hashtagging, the posting, the scheduling, that whole funnel that goes into that content creation strategy plan, where a mentor is really Sharing that education of why we're using social media and then how to effectively do it for the small business owner who then still has the control. It's the manager relationship to the client. You can pivot that control based on if they want to give it up 110%. But then I ask this is it truly genuine in the storytelling? Are you spending more time in the communication process, trying to convey your story so that way it's? more authentic online if somebody else is posting it where when I mentor you know your story you are the expert of your story you're the expert in your field and I just teach you how to craft that narrative and give you these tools in your toolkit to then even after you graduate from the coaching program be able to sit down the next month and say oh I can do this the content may change and the goal and the campaign, the short-term campaign of what you're trying to accomplish on social media may change. But the steps to get there and the tools also stay the same. And Mm -hmm. that's the information that's shared with the folks that are being put through the mentor program.
0: Yeah, I think that's a beautiful way to explain it. And the way that I explain the difference between a social media manager and a VA for people is that that task piece of it a VA a virtual assistant is going to you can give them a list of things to do and they're going to go and get those done now a really good VA is going to also create content for you but i challenge you if you're a VA who is creating content for your for the business that you work for i would start to start transition into that social media management because that social media management is more And the social media platforms more in depth, whereas like a VA knows, has your passwords and just like logs in and posts for you. Mm -hmm. And then an online business manager is going to be so much more than just social media. An online business manager is going to take in all different pieces of your business and help you strategize to run your business. But I love what you said about how coaches are going to help you understand why you are posting what you're posting How to create your own authentic story, how to really utilize your time, which is what I want to get into here in a second. But a coach puts the power back in your hands, which is what, which is why I chose coaching is because I don't want to take it away from you. I want you to own your business. I want you to be in control and I want you to do the work essentially.
1: (laughs) Definitely. And I don't know about you, Lindsay, but the ability to create community within the clientele that is such a powerful piece and if you are isolated just working behind your computer as a manager your clients aren't talking to one another or when you're coaching you can empower people to come together within a safe environment and say sometimes it's just about opening up the conversation and saying yeah social mm-hmm. media sucks let's Talk about it and let's talk about these troubles and how together we can. I'm doing most of the learning. If you have a problem, come talk to me and I'll figure it out and I'll share that with the group. So if somebody else just doesn't want to say that they're running through the same troubles, we're all in a very safe environment where we can talk about what are our challenges, how can we get through it, how can we empower each other, and also inspire each other with the content that we're creating. Because we often being able to share our experiences, our backgrounds, it's a really powerful thing, especially in the women-owned community, because it's not often that it's its often women coming together that that's when the environment is, the conversations are opened up. And we talk about how it's not typical for us to even open up in general. But when we all come together in a safe learning environment, it's really that exchange is, it's a wonderful thing. And to be able to create a digital community it's not just helping customer touch points but it's also these business to business relationships which as small business owners it's very isolating as we know so being able to overcome things together um, and being on be at the helm of that
0: yeah definitely and being on the consumer side of things i have been on the receiving end of somebody who was using a social media manager or a VA to respond to their messages and then opting in to work with that person and finding somebody completely different, that is a disconnect there. Or you can tell that it's not the business owner who is responding back to you. And it doesn't feel you don't get that intimate connection that Brittany's talking about. So when it comes to um, taking back control and taking power over our business, but still getting help, what are some ways that we can still build that community and use our time effectively without being
1: tied to our phones? Yeah, so I, just from a healthy habits perspective, I have time blocks set in my schedule, and I also set an alarm. So within Instagram, you can set up a a visual notification within the app to say, hey, you've spent 15 minutes, just an FYI, (laughs) your Mm -hmm. time spent has hit your time limit that you set for yourself. And then you can either say, okay, or you like, what's a visual reminder so you can exit the app. And of course, iPhones have their own private settings where you can like lock yourself out of that app Mm -hmm. for the day. So if you really do need to go to the extremes, there are measures that you can take. But as far as, Making sure that you are effectively spending your time, one of the tidbits that I teach in my curriculum is the555 rule. For healthy habits, especially, spending five minutes scrolling your newsfeed, liking and commenting on other people's posts, spending five minutes watching stories of other folks at, up at the top of your Instagram newsfeed and interacting with polls and responding to their stories. And then five minutes building more followers. So going to different profiles and looking up new people to follow or your suggested for you and starting that touch point from your engagement process, which is the following people and liking their posts. And then eventually, if you're feeling brave enough, sliding into their DMs, depending on the situation. But that's really what I encourage folks to do is not just focus on the content creation but making sure that when you're building digital community, you're making those connections. So yes, creation, but also connection.
0: Mm, Yeah. Connection is a huge part of social media because that's why it was built, was to be social, to have friends, right? Exactly. So just to recap, that was five minutes scrolling and engaging, five minutes engaging in the stories, Mm -hmm. and then five minutes actively engaging with people that you want to
1: follow or who are your ideal client, correct? Yeah. And somewhere in there, also replying to your comments. So that's an important piece as well. When you go to post your your grid posts and if you start to get comments right away, it's important to reply to comments right off the bat so the algorithm keeps spinning. But also making sure that if you gained comments, if you put your phone away after your engagement time. And then the next day you go to pick it up, make sure you go back to that last post and go reply to comments as well, because that'll keep that post not just plateauing and then eventually dying down. It'll keep it going. So that's an important piece of it, too. So make sure you're spending no more than 15 minutes on the engagement piece. And once you're done, put it away. I can't tell you how many times I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. We do it and you should, too.
0: (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Recap for them. How do you turn
1: on that note, that internal notification for Instagram? Yeah. So there's a setting called time spent. So this is actually a very interesting data point. I actually put out a post not too long ago asking people what they thought my average time spent on Instagram was. And I spend no more than my average time is like 19 minutes. And I think that's because I did a live that week. But if you go into your settings and then your activity, go into that section and you'll have a few options. And one of them is to set a time. And so then you can set it to, I think you can customize it, but it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And make sure you're setting it to something that makes sense for you and your business and your time that you want to spend on social media.
0: Mm. It's one of my favorite features, actually, of mm-hmm. that in this new sleep mode. They in introduce yes. sleep mode into Instagram just recently in 2023. And I think that is such an awesome tool because I have it go into sleep mode. And it doesn't necessarily kick me out, but it stops notifications from coming in. So if somebody were to message me in the middle of the night, I don't feel the need to have to get on and respond to their messages. Yeah. I also do this with Facebook Messenger. If it's like a group chat or something, I just turn the notifications off altogether. And you can yeah. also snooze all notifications on both Messenger and Instagram, which is super awesome because it yeah. just gives you that time away. I'll give me a break. <laughs>
1: and I love that like when you put that, that sleep mode on, it actually has a little icon of a moon that shows up next to your profile picture. So it's a visual indicator for the person messaging you being like, oh, sorry, Lindsay, I probably shouldn't bother you. But they won't expect a reply right away because they know you're not just ignoring them, but you're snoozing them until the next yeah, day.
0: Yeah. it And that's super useful because I've had, I've run across people and it'll be pretty early my time. And I'm like, they're already in sleep mode, but it's like a reminder that not everyone is in my time zone. And so sometimes they're two hours ahead of me. And so they're already in bed or sometimes they're halfway across the world and it's a totally different day. And so it is a good reminder for me of that. I'm not going to, they're not going to get back to me in a, super quick way and vice versa. I want people to know I have boundaries and I'm not going to if I don't respond to you immediately, it's because I'm sleeping or I'm with my family or it's not my allotted time. Uh, back to what you said about time blocking. I think that is such a good idea. Even if you don't set any reminders or notifications or anything like that, still block out your time and go in with intentional purpose of what you're going to do. And accomplish in inside of the app when you decide to open that. Yes, exactly. That's why we love goal setting. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay. We talked about the five, five, five method. Say somebody only has 30 minutes a day, but they're utilizing Instagram, Facebook, threads, whatever it may be. And, um, how can they utilize their time
1: best and
0: reach their target audience?
1: Yeah. So I actually provide people a guide, a roadmap for one month of content planning and like the entire funnel planning all the way down to scheduling, posting. And what I encourage for before looking at a four week month, you want to spend week one just on your like more high powered engagement, I would say. Yeah. The five, five, five rules for those tiny things. You could always skip, skip week one or divide up week two or four if you only have 30 minutes. But week one, I tell people, this is when you look at your insights. You reevaluate re- these tweaks that you need to make in the content creation and planning process to continue to align with your target audience and reach them. Week two, that's when you plan out your content. That's when you look at whichever month comes afterwards, and I would even challenge people to look at the next quarter of what's happening in their business, even seasonally. But for, you know, if you're starting fresh, just looking at the next month and saying, okay, I'm running a sale on the 15th of next month. You want to make sure that you are promoting that money making uh, party post at the time uh, and properly so that way people are aware of it. And then plotting out the rest of your storytelling, the rest of your those fun posts, those statistic posts, those review posts, plotting and planning out your calendar with that intent and purpose. And then week three, I tell people that's when you do the design process. So whether it's collecting photos, filming your reels, filming around your store if you're a retail owner, or designing in Canva, which is what I promote for folks, is that's your design. So you have the plan, you know what, and then you need to fill it in uh, with whatever graphic or post you're looking to do. And then after that, on week four, that's when you do your captions and hashtags. And for most people, excuse me, your hashtags, you're using just about the same ones. If you're doing a content bank, you're going to switch out some based on the individual content of what you're talking about and the topic and what you're talking about. But for the most part, you've got that ready to go already. And then your caption, a caption template, you already know what format it's going to be. And then it's just a matter of captioning your content and then scheduling and posting it. So that's what I encourage folks to do is look at four weeks and really focus on engagement and then design or engagement and then planning and then design and then that final piece, which is the caption hashtags and then Schedule it, or if you prefer to be even more hands on and schedule it in the moment, you would hold those either in your drafts or in a different program that you use. So, yeah, that's what, what I teach folks is really that intention and that purpose. You know what you're getting yourself into in that 30 minutes you set apart that week to plan your content and execute it.
0: Mm, awesome. What do you have a favorite scheduling app that you use or website? I
1: actually have loved scheduling within Instagram. <laughs> I use Preview and I use that, I would say about 50% of the time, but the other 50%, I love scheduling within Instagram. I got that hands-on and for me, it allows me to stay on the app really quickly. So I post and then I'll stay on the app and do all my replies, like the 555 rule, I'll do it myself. And then by the time I'm done after 15 minutes, I'll have the engagement from the post I just did. So that's my routine from people for for my own plan. But if folks are going away on vacation, like I'm about to go away, I'm going to be putting that in preview and scheduling it. <laughs> I will not be on Instagram as much as as much as I usually am. <laughs> that's
0: good. It's good to take a break and to step away. I also love yeah. scheduling in app, and I think that e- even if you are going to pre-plan and schedule posts ahead, you can now do that the The only thing at the time of this recording, and hopefully fingers crossed, this changes. When you schedule in app on Instagram, it won't cross post to Facebook, which that kind of sucks. But wishful thinking that changes. And of course, if you have a business page that's linked to your business Instagram account, the Meta Business Suite is a game changer. I don't recommend a business page for everyone because it's not ideal for every type of business. But if it is ideal for your business, the meta business suite is going to be so easy to handle all of that and you can schedule so far ahead. So it's super nice.
1: Yes. Sometimes I use that, too, for heavy hitting campaigns that I'm planning. Yes, that is as much in-app stuff because those developers, as we know right now, are like cranking along, trying to make improvements and... Instagram and Meta and Facebook, because they're like a triple package, they are working very hard to beat out their competitors. That's one thing I really love about it.
0: Yeah. And they even creating new apps, they just came out with Threads, which has been super fun for me, at least. No <laughs> so fun.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how do you keep up on the ever changing world of social media? Because we all know it changes on a weekly, if not daily basis.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's a lot of following role models of mine that are also social media mentors. Menu from your social team. Big shout out to her. I just went to one of her trainings. Fantastic. What they do is more Canva templates, but they're constantly providing information. So that way I'm just looking at it on my newsfeed and not pulling it from all these different uh, news uh, channels. Also, uh, Brock and Shailene Johnson. Um, are big ones that I follow. I follow, uh, of course, Instagram and creators and Instagram for business. Um, So that's what I really rely on. And then also subscribing to some email distribution lists with Instagram news. So that's what I do is learning from people who have a whole team behind them. I'm a solopreneur. I get that notification right away. And then I'm able to explore the tidbit on my own and then spin it to my own audience, and then create my own content.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm the same way. I love, I love Brock and all of them, and Maya Nicole. And there is, they're all different teaching the same thing, which I think is so awesome and empowering when it comes to social media coaches. Is because everybody's going to have their own unique niche and style to things. But social media, when it comes down to the foundations and the core. Is all the same. It's just how you spin it for your business, and that's why it's really important to find somebody that you resonate with and that you enjoy consuming their content. Because we can curate our feed, and if at any time we're like, ah, "I don't, this feels weird," there's somebody out there that has similar content and similar information. And that goes for any any industry. It could be the beauty industry, or writing and authors, and things like that. Yeah, finding your uh, role models and consuming their content is a great way to stay up on the times in any niche.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that goes back to our point from before of like why it's important for business owners to have some control because if folks are trusting you as the face and the the branding identity, for lack of better words, they want to make sure that you're approachable and it's genuine, so yeah. Same concept with coaches and mentors. It's like finding a tattoo artist, you want to get a tattoo that from in, from a style that you don't want on your body forever. So it's <laughs> so the same. I tell clients that all the time. Do your research. I may not be the mentor for you, but that's another reason why we create community and create relationships with people in similar industries and promote collaboration rather than competition. Because you may come to me first, but I may be able to vet another person that may be a better fit for you. And I'll always give you that honest answer. Yeah, that's the beauty of the creating the community and working with other people who do similar things like you and myself. Oh, yeah. And so let's
0: talk about that community piece of it for a minute. Because Instagram, I've heard the complaint that you, it's hard to build a community on Instagram and there's no engagement anymore on Instagram and their views are all low. But what advice would you give somebody who maybe has been struggling with building a community on Instagram or has just totally shut off? And when it comes to their thought process of engaging on Instagram,
1: one thing I tell people is to detach from the numbers. It's not, oh, wait. wait People go viral for the stupidest things nowadays. First and foremost, (laughs) like that's just a—it's a weird fact, but it's a fact. (laughs) Really being able to focus on that emotional investment and that remembering that it's humans that are on the other side of the screen. Mm -hmm. So how can you connect with them in a human-to-human way? It happens to be over a phone screen, but you may have to put in some of that active work. Are you reaching out to people in the DMs and keeping up with that customer touchpoint? Think of how busy you are. Those folks are also in that same busyness Mm -hmm. mindset with they just keep going. They put their phone away and then you're, for lack of better words, forgotten about. (laughs) If you are able to put in some of that active engagement that reply to their comments, slide into their DMs if you notice that they've liked your last six posts. That's a theme, but they may be nervous or too afraid or not thinking you're approachable. They might be making assumptions about you, which are, if you're reaching out to them first, it means it means a little bit more to them. And yeah, that's what I would recommend for folks is putting yourself in the perspective of the target audience and detaching from the numbers. If, uh, And it also may be a more technical piece. Are you using call to actions? Are you are you teaching them and training the human brains looking at your content what you want them to do? Are you assuming that they know what you want them to do? I tell folks all the time, like, assume people know nothing. Mm -hmm. Assume they don't know you. Assume they don't know your business. Assume they know nothing about what you do or why you do it. And get to pull back the onion layers a little bit. Pull back the layers. And that's where you can create more content that is authentic and does uh, offer storytelling and more appreciative inquiry leaning on that assuming best intentions of that other person too i think with business owners you know uh being able to show like gratitude and strengths and highlights of like, if you've been in business for x amount of years or have served x amount of clients celebrate that online like it's not just about Selling, selling, selling. That should probably be the least of your posts. (laughs) Really save that for when you need to make sales. But if you don't have that emotional investment from people, they're not going to magically pull out their wallet. Mm -hmm. That emotional investment in teaching them about what you do, informing them about what you do, convincing them that you've provided satisfaction for other customers that have gone through your customer journey or that transaction process, whatever you do in your business. The more you can showcase that, people will gain interest in your business, will gain trust in you as a business owner and want to form that relationship because they're buying decision making process. Like that decision making is shortened if they already feel like they share core values with you and your business as as the business owner. So that's what I recommend to people is not focusing so much on how many likes did I get? How many did I get any comments? Sometimes I don't get any comments on my posts, but a lot of that work is done in the back end to form those relationships. and to, I mean, I... Yeah, exactly.
0: And just to add to that point of social media is no longer an instant success platform. It's the long game. You have to nurture and you Good. have to continually, consistently show up for that one person because I can't tell you how many times I've heard from clients that were like, oh, I was just watching and waiting for the perfect time or I've been following you forever. And it's I had no idea because they never engaged with my stuff, but they're watching. They're always watching. And so it pulling in those people and giving them an opportunity to engage lets you know of who is hanging out and who do you need to connect with a little bit more. Yeah.
1: And another phrase that I use, another analogy, is we often think of the real world over here versus the social media world. Why can't we align the two? If Mm -hmm. you're going to conferences or expos or speaking engagements or you have a retail store and see a bunch of people, making sure that people that you connect with in the real world, ask them to follow you on. Give them call to action. Ask them to follow you. Follow along with your journey on Instagram and give them your handle. Make sure it's on your business cards, your promotional printed material. Make sure that you are asking people because they do, one they don't know the information naturally of what your username is. But that is a very targeted ask. That allows you to keep up with customer touch points. So, they may not remember to like look up your website to find a new product launch. But most of the people are scrolling on Instagram and Facebook every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where it's another aspect where you can get that brand awareness and keep that customer engaged with your with your brands if they're already bought into that emotional investment. And, and one other thing, that's why I named the curriculum Zero to Hero because we all start with zero followers. Mm-hmm. Literally today I hit a thousand followers and I'm a social media mentor. Mm-hmm. I've been in business for two years. It takes time. It's the long game. There will be weeks where you won't touch social media. There might be some weeks that you won't touch yeah. social media and that's okay. But making sure you know that it is, it is dedication. But for business owners, it's cost effective. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, almost everybody's on social media and it's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And that's why it is important also to optimize your bios is because if you do meet somebody, or they are following you on one platform, you want to make it really easy for them to find you elsewhere. Or if they meet you in person and you tell them all about yourself and your business, but they forget your business card or they lose it, they want to still be able to log on, search for you, find you. So optimizing your bio is important for that as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for coming on here and talking about how to utilize your time with social media and the ever-changing world of social media. And of course, forgetting the vanity metrics, because same thing, we we may not have thousands and millions of followers, but we're still educating and converting through our content, which is so much more powerful because we do have a smaller, engaged audience, which is really what you want, because you don't want A million followers and zero dollars in your bank account. That's not cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, nobody wants that. Or like a thousand spam bots in your DMs. You don't want that either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So
0: if somebody resonated with you today and they want to reach out to you and ask you more questions, where are the best places to find you?
1: Of course, Instagram. You can find me at, of course, at the Winfield Creative. Same name for Facebook. I use both. Yeah, I have. I actually just created my threads today at the Winfield Creative on threads. And yeah, you can check me out on my website, www.thewinfieldcreative. I have all of my information regarding my coaching programs, here To Hero, the Womanpreneur's Guide to Instagram on there. Awesome. And uh,
0: I will put all of the links to her um, Instagram account and everything else in the comments, including her website. Brittany, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Of course Lindsay thank you so much for having me on
0: hey thanks for hanging out with us today if this episode boosted your confidence or helped you find clarity in any way then will you do me a huge favor and leave a review wherever you're listening you can also share this episode on your social media and tag at confident content creators also don't forget to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode thanks again and we'll see you next time